You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Hello and welcome back to the program. I'm Bridget Mutambira coming to you from the Chinese capital in Beijing and you're listening to China Africa Talk, the program that brings you news and discussions from a Chinese and African perspective. The Forum on China-Africa Cooperation has encouraged wide-ranging engagement with Africa since its foundation in the year 2000 and partnering in education under this framework is one of them. But first of all, how's the education system in China structured and what role does it play in the overall development of China? Is there something that African countries can learn on the importance of partnerships with other universities? For more chats about their impressions of China and the education system in China, our guests, Francis Mtalaki from Kenya, Kodja Adams from Ghana, and Walter Nyamkondiwa from Zimbabwe, also in the media, join me for a discussion. Francis, Kodjo, and Walter, thank you for joining us today on the program. Many thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. It's It's a pleasure. pleasure. The education system in China is divided into the usual three areas of primary, secondary and university education. How is the case in your countries and are they structured in the same way? Perhaps let's begin with Walter. Yes, basically I think they are structured the same. You have your primary, which also includes kindergarten, they call it ECD, early child development, and then you go to the primary level. ECD we are talking of from grade zero, that's ECDA, ECDB, and then you go on to primary, grade one, up to grade seven. From there, secondary, that's form one, up to form four. Then you go to higher education, which is form five and form six, before one enrolls for their tertiary education, which is your universities, your colleges, and the polytechnics. Basically, I think it's the same structure. Okay, and this is how the education system in Zimbabwe yeah. is actually structured. Yeah. Okay, and over to you, Kodja. You're from Ghana. How's the situation in your country? And how would you say the system is divided? Is it the same like in China, where you have primary, secondary, and university, and vocational education? And is it the same like with Walter in Zimbabwe? Thank you for the opportunity. Well, I think it's the same. The secondary, it used to be a secondary school, but now they've just changed the name to senior high school. And then the tertiary it used to be technical polytechnic okay. but now he's been transformed to technical universities so now offering four-year degree it's just some modification to the name but basically the same francis you from kenya how's the education system in your country the structure is still the same but it's good to mention that we are also in the transition period okay. We were using the 844 system. Um, 844? 844 system okay. that will have eight years in the primary school, four years in the secondary level, and then another four years you'll do in the university of the vocational trainings. And the last bunch of those who are, have done their, we call it Kenya KCPE, the primary level, will be moving to what we call competence-based curriculum. That is 2663, and we have now the 
junior secondary that is being introduced from the primary level then we have the senior secondary now we call the secondary level and then now we have them three years at the university of vocational training it's more the same with what maybe china is practicing so you guys have been to several universities in china including beijing Polytech college shanghai jiaotong university and luban workshops tell us more and could you give us your impressions of the tertiary education in china how is it structured and their role in overall development in china what do you guys observe kojo would you want to start with that one yeah yeah i think very striking mm. as you just said we visited some of the universities and one is tianjin university of technology and education which they emphasize technology very key i realize that practical is very important as far as right. education is concerned what i've realized in china is there's more practicality as far as the education is concerned which i think is worthy that other countries should emulate because I went to Ghana Institute of Journalism. Even though we had some practicals, Tiba, it wasn't that much because of the number of students. To have the hands-on experience was less. In China here, there are so many infrastructure that you can have the hands-on experience. Theory is good, but you need more of the practical aspects of it. So it's one of the striking things that I've learned that I think other countries must learn from. Okay, my impression was the issue of interaction with technology, interaction mm. with equipment that is used in industry. You don't start to see it in industry, but at the institutions, you see manufacturing equipment is there. And the contact and interaction of the student as they are developing, they are doing it practically. So that way you are right away from the school environment into industry it's more like a transition in most cases you would learn the theoretical aspect of things then you learn the practical aspects at the job from what i've observed in chinese universities is that there is investment in technology in Mm -hmm. machinery so when you talk of manufacturing the processes you start interacting with them at school see so even in terms of maybe if you want to then do processes of reverse engineering the equipment you can still do it because they are available to you it's not something that you then have to meet or interact with at a later stage stage. Mm. so i think in terms of their structuring of the education it's more practical and there's more investment in terms of equipment machinery that is relevant to industry my observation it is also worth it to note that some of the machinery and equipment you may not even find it in established industry and companies back home i think yes i think the massive investment that has been put in terms of the education sector makes everything flow they are able to achieve a lot you just look at the infrastructure you just look at the technology part of it you just have to observe how the interconnectivity of doing things and Mm. be able to transit from one level to another i think that is the key to success Mm. for china's education and also some of these universities are old enough and they are able to keep their history I wonder if I go back to my primary school, how many people, for example, maybe have created an impact in my school and at least they have been recognized and the history is there. So preserving our past is key. One, to inspiring those who are coming because we went to, I think, Shanghai Jiantong University. 
you will just say, oh, there's this person who lived, came from America. After he did his studies there, he came back. But a hundred years plus, he's still living in that university. And his impact is so huge. He respects that person. That is something that we really need to catch up and just see how we're doing things. And uh, another thing is like the youth service. Before you get to the university and begin your studies to be able to maybe to undertake for a certain cause, be it things to do with engineering. We went to a certain university, I can't remember, but we saw a number of youths in a uniform, so I asked around, uh, okay. told, no, you know, before for you to be able to enroll for those courses, this is what you need to you do need first. To do so it shapes you how you're supposed and the values that are instilled in there then you move to the other stage we used to have it in kenya we used to call it the national youth service and now we're trying to revive it so i think it's something that as african nations we need to learn in zimbabwe it is also the same thing yeah. we used to have it it died mm -hmm. because my understanding of things is that when you have people who are so drilled and so equipped to mm. understand their history to understand the makeup of their country. They are very difficult to manipulate. So in a way, it became an issue that was politicized, leading to its death. The way I see it, it was a way of trying to weaken the form and structure of the Zimbabwean youth. Because the conscious youth is one that knows whatever they are doing, they are doing it for the good of the country. So um, there was that deliberate move to take it away so that we do not have a conscious youth that is going to stand up and defend the values of the country. One thing I've appreciated, like Francis has said, you have this connection between mm. the past and the present and the future. So in terms of China, I think they have done very well in terms of preserving that history. It becomes the foundation upon which they build what we now see as a strong and developed country. Did you meet any students from your countries? And if you did, what are they studying and what are their impressions? I've interacted with a couple of uh, students, mm -hmm. uh, both from my country and different countries within Africa. And they have some good telling stories about their experience here. They are also expanding their mind on how mm. to do things mm -hmm. and also being a link between China and different African countries. Someone from Kenya chooses to open a small company, collaboration with a certain Chinese. Uh, that kind of a person already, you're shifting him from being employed. And he will tell you or she will tell you like, when I go back to my country, I don't want to be employed. I want to create employment and also do some constructive things uh, for people back in my country. I think um, in the next few years, if such programs, such scholarships are increased, then we're going to have more cooperation between mm. Africa and China moving forward so that we have more people who are educated to be able to create that impact and also transport the technology that is here back in our countries. If we have 10% of the human resource that have learned here in China heading back to Africa, it will have a huge impact in terms of creating more job opportunities for people there. And both countries can be able to benefit. So most of them are looking at opportunities and creating another impact back home. Do you think there's enough room for them to practice what they learn here back home? The gap is too wide. I think that's why they are trying to find something new mm. so that when they go back, they'll have an impact. If there's commitment, Nothing is impossible. That's yeah. nice. Kojo. I had the opportunity to speak to two of my colleagues who are okay. from Ghana. Generally, I mean, they were 
really, really happy. One can speak Chinese. Generally, the reception very accommodative, and、mm. I'm sure they will sail through, and then we'll get the best of them. Okay,、uh, Walter, do you meet any Zimbabwean students along the way? I have met a lot of students from back home. I think, like everyone else, they are amazed at how things are done here. The level of Development that is here. There is that burning desire to also have an impact back home, but I think they are also curious to find a way of bridging the gap between levels in China, the levels、mm. back home. But I think it is a good thing. You look at China itself; it sends out, if not millions, of students every year to universities in、uh, America, and they go out there, they come back. They also impact China, but I see there's an effort on the part of China itself、mm. to also drag along Africa through the Luban workshop. They're trying to also transfer technologies and also get people up to speed with current. Talking of specialized education, are there any specialized universities in your countries, and what tangible role are they playing in society? We could start with Francis. I know Luban Workshop has、uh, some partnership with a tertiary college in one of the counties. It's called Machakos. When I arrived here and we visited the Luban Workshop, that's when I got to realize that oh. There's this thing which is happening back in my country, so I had some time to have a look at what they're doing. It's a good partnership. If all goes well, then I think with the goals that are being set by the government of Kenya in terms of making sure that yes, you might have failed and you're not done well in your education, you can find a route for you to be able to have some gainful employment for those non-skilled labor. That way, we are moving in the right direction. Given that now we are on the Transition period in terms of our education. I feel those fears that are there. That、uh, is this the right way of doing yeah, things in terms、yeah. of education sector? Then those fears could now reduce in a bigger way. But also for it to have much success, we need more investment of this kind to different parts of Africa for them to be able to have. Faster returns and possibly say maybe the north of Africa to pick a country and maybe they can do a massive investment. It is has to do with technology. Then the south of Africa. That way we can be able to harness the opportunities that are there. Depending on each regions has its own strength because Africa is huge. We can't say that. Everything can be done for every country,、no. but if we pull our resources as a continent, I think. That way, we will achieve better results. Kaja,、yeah. yes. how's the situation in Ghana? Do you have specialized universities? Yes, we have University of Environmental Studies, specially designed for environmental issues. And I'm sure this cut across every country. Preserving the environment is very critical. I think we need to enhance the collaboration, especially with China, with focus to the Luban Workshop, because I know there's. This relationship with China and Ethiopia, Kenya and Nigeria to transfer knowledge and technology, as far as the technical space is concerned.、Mm-hmm. So I think we have a specialized university,、mm-hmm. as I said earlier on, geared towards protecting or preserving the environment. But the collaboration here will help us to learn new way of doing things.、Mm-hmm. We need to enhance the collaboration. All right.
Walter. We have specialized universities. In terms of the specialization, I don't think it is as specific as I have found it here. If you look at um, Shanghai Xiaotao University, it's a transport university. Mm-hmm. It does everything else like uh, business, the social and humanities side, but it also specializes in transport, which means the solutions that are needed in terms of China's transportation system mm-hmm. you can always look up to that university oh. they respond to certain specific needs in the economy or in the communities so i think that's where we need to sharpen our focus so that we have focused universities that will specialize on a specific area they become masters of that area they become the research unit that is looking at present and future development needs so if you look at the same university you know i was amazed when they presented it's like a dredging equipment that is being used in developing islands in the ocean you see how deep that is which means it's a machine that will be able to take sand from the ocean floor to fill up so that you have an artificial island and they are all over the islands now you see but that university is also part of that a mm. very tangible things that we see being done at the universities it's not just isolated yeah. you have the silo structure where the university is just there to create a certain kind of people who suit a certain kind of industry either you are an accountant either you are a human resources person but you'll have people who are involved in research development of specific things that are relevant to the people's day-to-day lives. So is it is it a wonder that when you look at the transportation system in China, the system is so integrated that you just do it by phone, which means someone had to develop a software that will facilitate such kinds of things. We need to start seeing practical and tangible things coming out of our universities. I know back home there is a drive towards that they are mm-hmm. coming up with innovation hubs and mm-hmm. they are driving towards a certain direction but I think we need to do more okay. so that they have an impact because you can't have a university that does not answer to the needs of the communities they are situated mm. i've been seeing even in villages in china the professors and the doctors that we have interacted with they will tell you that i was in this community we developed this system which is now helping the community mm. so we need to see more and more of our people in the universities impacting the communities that they live in okay now luban workshops what role can they play in the development of africa I think from my side it's just bridging the gap between challenges that we're facing and the reality on the ground and the changing trends of the world because with that we can be able to have as a continent and China a win-win situation I was looking at a scenario whereby some of the international students who are studying here in China let's take an example they have come here they've done their bachelor's and also their masters and they're going back home where are they going to be employed so in order to bridge that gap we've interacted we've met a lot of uh, african students studying here but if that gap in terms of the investment that needs to be done beginning from the education level that is being made in africa then we're going to still have a little bit of a challenge if this human resource do not find something to do the impact on my side could be in terms of development that we have also a transition and then those workshops also 
can work best with the community. I'm sure our communities will be able to welcome them. And then once we raise awareness between our countries, our governments, then now we have a different way of working so that now both parties can be able to benefit. And also maybe in terms of creating employment for people, income generation, because we visited even some companies uh, like production of cars, if that mm -hmm. can be done in Africa, we could see Africa rising and rising again each time because there are a lot of opportunities. But if this partnership also can be maximized on that level, I'm sure we would realize a lot. Mm, yeah. true. What role can Luban workshops play in the development of Ghana? Well, I think the cooperation is already there. But in my perspective, we need more of impact assessment mechanism because in every policy before you can see growth or success you need to do an impact assessment so we need to look at this critically where were we when we established the cooperation what has changed yeah. if you're able to do this evaluation you know where you're heading to right, so in right. a way we try to learn new things new development but as i said we need to enhance the collaboration. I don't know of Ghana, but I know of the Luban workshop okay. with Kenya, Egypt, Nigeria. I don't know about Ghana. We need to work on that very well, especially on the field of science and technology. That is a driving force to sustainable development. When we engage in this collaboration, not just engagement, you look at the impact assessment what is the way forward where were we and what have you learned there should be a tangible transformation is there something that african countries can learn on the importance of partnerships with other universities i think there's greater scope for um, universities back home partnering universities in, in china because even the universities in china are also partnering universities outside yeah you are appreciating that the, this university is advanced in certain areas that you aspire to also master. So you obviously get a university that is at an advanced stage in terms of that. African countries also need to partner external universities because they are at different stages of development and they have a lot to learn from. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, I think the BRI with focus on education will create a platform for international exchanges okay. with developing countries and China. For instance, in the engineering aspects, you have more of this exchange program to learn from China's engineering architecture so that at least you can make a great impact in your yeah. country. We've been to a couple of the universities. You've seen the technology driving almost every aspect of the institutions, mm -hmm. which I think is a great opportunity to establish that rapport with developing countries so at least we can learn from best practice. Okay. Right. And Francis, what's your take? I think so far so good. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are different uh, ideas that we can take home and also build on them because there has been a number of progress in terms of education. Maybe you've seen there's been much focus on the scholarships mm -hmm. that now is still ongoing mm -hmm. and that is good. But I think I will root for more if they will go the more scholarship way, then we need to increase the number of those who are coming here mm -hmm. back home. Look at how we are going to use the skills 
from those persons mm. to be able to benefit our countries. And also, if we go the partnership way, which is I feel that is the best way, the same same partnership but broadened between governments and public university or public or tertiary education, whereby we could have, uh, you know, values can be instilled even through our like, our professors and our lecturers, so that they could have a, like a two or three week program here, come and learn and see, so that the information they get, then if we are patriotic enough, then we can cut that gap and reduce that gap to be able to instill some of the values and some of the things and uh, to our, our our students back home. Mm-hmm. But if it's government to government led through now pushing through the universities, I think our universities back in Africa will benefit more, have okay. an easier way of achieving their goals and also a shift from that culture, you know, that you need to learn for you to be able to get a job. Yep. You know, yep. if we shift that way, then yep. we are going to have a lot. Francis Talaki, Kodja Adams, and Walter Yamkundiwa. Wonderful okay. insights. I also learned quite a lot from your visits to Shanghai and what you've learned as well from the Luban workshops. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.